This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for a very special Monday, Memorial Day, for those that are in the continental United States of America episode. And I I know that there's probably a good majority of my ride-or-die crew that will not be listening to this on Monday, but will probably be catching up on Tuesday or whenever things go back to their normal routines of heading to work or whatnot. But I hope that everyone had a great weekend. I hope you had a great holiday. If you did something out there and it was fun... That's fantastic. Uh, I know for me, I traveled back to my hometown of Wheeling, West Virginia, got out on the golf course, played 18. My gosh, what what was up with this weather over the weekend? I don't know where you are, but where we are did not feel like the unofficial start of summer. We'll put it that way. It was a cold, windy, I think the high was 59 or 60 degrees. It was windy. Uh, My gosh. And I hate golfing in the wind, by the way. I'd rather play in the rain than I would the wind. But hey, we scrapped it together, had some big holes, big numbers, but it finished up with an 81 for those that are curious. An 81. Not too horrible. Not too horrible. I wasn't that upset. It was my first full round of golf this year. That's not what you're here to talk about, though. You're here to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. But before we get into that, I do want to mention we did have a winner for our contest all of last week. We did the whole contest where I had on my Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast, I gave you a player, Dave gave you a player on Thursday, Michael gave you a player on Tuesday, and finally, I was I was honestly talking to Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield. Uh, this was after the Steelers preview podcast, which goes live on YouTube on Thursday nights, and I said, guys, I don't know if anyone's going to get it. I had had several people email me, and they thought that they knew it. 
They thought they had it, and they weren't. They they were great guesses, but they weren't even close. So let me, I want to run this down for you. So we gave you Heinz Ward, Mean Joe Green, uh, I think is James Connor, Lawrence Timmons, and Terry Bradshaw. And I said, I said it. Dave said it on Thursday. You had to put the players in order. Kind of gave you a little clue there. And if you figure it out, it was what we called Pittsburgh Jenny. And what that means is that if you think about it, and all those people that are like, what, what, what was the answer? Eight six seven five three zero nine, which is the Tommy Two Tones, Tommy Two Tone song, Jenny. Eight six seven five three zero nine. You all know the song. And then at, after that, four one two are the last three numbers of the code, which is the Pittsburgh area code. And it was Friday morning, I think. I I was getting ready to leave for work. It was just before 7 o'clock. And I got an email. And it was someone that said, I think I know what it is. And a lot of people emailed me with the correct answer. But to be completely honest, they they didn't think that that was actually going to be a legitimate option. I had someone that said, hey, this is just a random guess. But I figured that Brian, because Brian Anthony Davis loves his 80s music, he, he said, I figured it would just be a fun one for Brian to see. I said, no, you're right. Problem is, is that you weren't the first person to get it. Therefore, we already had given it away. I know that the person that won it, congratulations, that individual. I'm not going to say his name on the air, but I know he lives in North Carolina, so congratulations. We will get your information to Breaking Tea, and you will get your free, I think he chose a hoodie. We'll get your hoodie shipped out, and I'd love for you to hit me up on Twitter, at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, with a picture of you with a sweatshirt or something. I'd love to retweet it with the BTSC account. It would, be, it would be a lot of fun. All right, so those that listen to my show every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, no matter what, they know that last Monday I did a podcast that was titled Five Reasons Why the Steelers Are Going to Make the Playoffs in 2021. And it was really easy for me because I'm an optimistic fan. I am a fan that sees the glass as half full rather than half empty. I'm a fan that views things with black and gold glasses on. I'm someone that is a homer. You can use whatever adjective you want to describe me, and if it means that I am biased towards the Steelers, that I will always find a way to think the Steelers will win. I'll always find a way to think they will succeed. I will always find a way for them to somehow make the postseason. That's me, 100%. I'm not running from that. I'm not denying that. I'm not going to say that you're off. No, you are spot on. Bullseye. You hit the nail right on the head. I'm an optimist. Now, my brother and my father, they are not. They call themselves realists. That's, I think, sugarcoating the fact that they're pessimists when it comes to the Steelers. They see the team as struggling, not so good. I should have honestly reached out to those two and asked them what they thought, but I was like, you know what, no. And I said this last Monday. I'm going to do the antithesis of my podcast. So last Friday, uh, last Monday, I'm sorry, was five reasons why they will make the postseason. Now, today, Monday, I'm doing five reasons why they won't make the postseason. This was really difficult for me to do, by the way. I want to be very honest with everyone. This was not an easy exercise for me. I just don't think this way. I I don't go into this mental space often, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it to you five reasons why the Pittsburgh Steelers will not make the postseason in 2021. And just by the way, these are in no particular order. I numbered them, but that does not mean that number one is the most significant. They all probably have the same amount of significance. Okay, let's get this started. I don't think there's any easier place to start than with the schedule. The Steelers have the toughest schedule in the National Football League heading into 2021, and this is based purely on 2020 win-loss percentage. 
Uh, they are paired up with the AFC West. We know that that's a very difficult division. It has the Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos, the Raiders. Um, it, it's a really difficult division. And the Chargers, by the way. Forgot about the Chargers. and Justin Herbert, that's a very talented football team. And they're also paired up with the NFC North. Green Bay Packers, but we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be quarterbacking the Packers this year, but even even not, I mean, that's a still a really good team. And the Steelers are going to have to go to Lambeau this year. It's the Packers, the, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions. Maybe not the toughest division ever, but still some challenging games there. And then you think about, okay, well, what are the about the other AFC teams they're put up with? Well, week one, they have to go to Buffalo. They're going to host Tennessee because they won their respective divisions, and the Steelers won the AFC North last year. And then just to be the cherry on top, the 17th game that was added this year, oh, just the Seattle Seahawks. Now, thankfully, the Steelers don't have to go to the Great Northwest. The Seattle Seahawks are coming to Heinz Field this year. But that's that's not a walk in the park either. DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, and that's a really good football team. This is a tough, tough schedule. And th- this is not breaking news. Not breaking news in any way, shape, or form. I don't think that anyone in their right mind that has looked at the Steelers' 2021 slate of games has ever said, yeah, I could see that this is going to pan out well. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be easy. No, I'm not. Absolutely not. I will say this. The Steelers typically play well when a couple things are factored into their win-loss total. They play well when their backs are up against the wall. It just has always seemed that way. Going back to Bill Cowher's days, I think that Mike Tomlin has continued that trend. Uh, When their backs are up against the wall and no one's giving them a shot, they seem to play well. Not saying all the time, but they seem to play well. I feel like sometimes when they're favored heavily is when you're waiting for them to trip and fall on their face. Yeah, we all know about the letdown games. They're not going to have a lot of those games on the schedule this year where they're going to be heavily favored. But then also, when you think about the Steelers and when they have a tough schedule and they have big-time games, prime-time games, big-time matchups that everyone's talking about, they typically, in the past, have risen to the challenge. Again, a lot has changed this year, and I'm not suggesting that that's just going to be the status quo. But this tough schedule is going to be, I think it's the toughest schedule they've had since the 2008-2009 season. We know they won Super Bowl 43 that year. We know that the offensive line was ridiculed that year. And that was when you always heard James Ferrier, and he was just reiterating what Mike Tomlin was saying to them. And it, it's a five-star matchup. Why? Because we're in it. Me, we being the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what James Ferry used to yell all the time. It's a five-star matchup because we are in it. And the Steelers are going to have a lot of five-star matchups this season, whether you think about trips to Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. I mentioned the Buffalo Bills in week one. Oh, and by the way, the AFC North was the best division in football in 2020 with three teams being represented in the AFC playoffs. That would be the Browns, the Steelers, and the Baltimore Ravens. And they only have to play all them twice. And the Bengals are going to be a lot better this year as well, especially if Joe Burrow can stay healthy. We all know that his season ended early last year with a knee injury. Oh, don't worry, the Steelers lost to the backup on Monday Night Football. But I don't want to go into that space. So that's number one, the schedule. The 2021 schedule is a rough, rough schedule. Second reason why the Steelers will not make the playoffs will go to inexperience. Inexperience, that's a broad term, it's a broad statement. And I want to focus in on coaches and players. The Steelers in 2021 have a lot of inexperience 
when it comes to specific position groups and on their coaching staff. No, not with the head coach. We know Mike Tomlin's been there since 2007. But there's other coaches that are very, very green in terms in terms of what they're going to do, what they're expected to do with the Steelers in 2021. But let's start with the players first. The one area that the Steelers really need to improve upon is, is running the football. They've lost a lot along the offensive line when you think about it. Alejandro Villanueva, he waited a while, but he eventually left. He's now with the Baltimore Ravens. You got to replace your left tackle. Matt Filer, very versatile player who had started at right tackle, moved to guard after Ramon Foster retired. He's gone. He's with the Chargers. Marquise Pouncey, the longtime center, all pro, all everything, pro bowl. The only thing the guy didn't do is win a Super Bowl. He retires. So now all of a sudden you have David DeCastro, who's all pro. We're hoping, everyone's hoping that this year he's healthy that he's able to get back to his all-pro form. David DeCastro is the lone wolf, so to speak, on that offensive line. You're going to have Kevin Dotson starting at left guard. It's only his second year. He's never played a full season, meaning that he's the starter. He filled in as a rookie and did well. He played well, but he's never been expected to be a starter. Now he is. No one knows who the center is going to be. Is it B.J. Finney? He has some experience, but he's never been the starter from day one with any NFL team. Is Kendrick Green, the third-round draft pick out of Illinois, is he going to be the day one starter at center? That's that's a tough spot for anyone, let alone a third-round draft pick. Then you look at the tackle positions, and you have at right tackle, you're assuming that's that Zach Banner. This is from Mike Tomlin, not me speculating. Mike Tomlin said that Zach Banner is going to be the right tackle, and they're going to move Chooks for likely to the left side. Chooks Okorafor hasn't, hasn't played left tackle since college. So you're wondering, this is a lot of inexperience along the offensive line. And that is a question mark, and that's a problem. And if you're going to point to any area where you could say, this could turn out real bad, I think it's the offensive line. I think it's the offensive line. Another position that you wonder about the depth and you wonder about the experience, I have to point to the secondary, mainly The cornerback position. We all know that Steven Nelson was a cap casualty. He's gone. Still hasn't signed with the team as of this being recorded. Joe Hayden, he's on the other side. We don't need to worry about him except for him just staying healthy. But on the opposite, you're thinking Cam Sutton, who the Steelers gave a contract to this offseason. He'll be the the opposite Joe Hayden cornerback. There's people that think they're going to flex him inside and sub package. I don't know. If they do that, If they tell Sutton to resume his role in a nickel or dime backer, who's going to play on the outside? Justin Lane? Everyone that's listened to my podcast for any length of time know my my opinion of Justin Lane is, well, let's just say I'm skeptical. We'll put it that way. But he's not experienced. He is not experienced as a cornerback. He had a regular rookie season in 2019, didn't play outside of special teams, 2020, we don't know what he was doing because we didn't. There was no preseason, and he did, he didn't see the field a lot as a defender. And you have someone like Justin Pierre. Everyone's really high on Justin Pierre. I think he only played thirty five defensive snaps in twenty twenty. It, it just wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. We want to crown this guy Pierre being like the the number three cornerback on the roster or something like that. I'm not sure how you say that with confidence. And now all of a sudden you went from a secondary that was loaded. I mean, you had, I think that last season, 
The Steelers' secondary was second to none. You had Nelson and Hayden. You had Cam Sutton, Mike Hilton. And then you had all these players just as extra cornerbacks. Now, Hilton's gone, Cincinnati, signed with in free agency. Cam, uh, We already talked about Nelson being a cap casualty. Everyone thinks Sutton's going to be on the outside, and I'm fine with that. Then who's going to fill in the nickel? Shakur Brown, an undrafted rookie? Is it going to be Pierre? Is it going to be Arthur Millette, the, the, who they picked up, who has played both safety and cornerback for the New York Jets in his time in the National Football League? I don't know. But there's not a lot of experience in that secondary, especially at the cornerback position. And then we talked about coaches with inexperience. Now, the defensive coaching staff on the Steelers preview, I, I highly recommend you check out the last two podcasts we did. Those air on the audio side, which you can find our podcast anywhere where you get your podcast. Search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, and you'll find us. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do. If you go back, and two weeks ago, we went through our confidence index in the offensive coaching staff, and then we went over to the defensive coaching staff last week. Last week, when we went over the defensive staff, I didn't realize how... Compared to the offense, the coaching staff was so much smaller. And boy, is it kind of like a tight-knit group on the defense. The offense, not so much. I mean, you talk about inexperience. You have Matt Canada, who's called plays a long time. Not at the NFL level, he hasn't. Not once. And you can talk about how he had the play sheet in 2020, and he was calling plays. We don't know that for a fact. That's nothing but us guessing. Pure speculation. So Matt Canada is going to be calling the plays. He's going to be in charge of trying to find a way to get Ben Roethlisberger acclimated and in his offense in 2021, and and I'm not sure if that's even possible. And then you throw in Adrian Clem. Played in the league, was very successful in the league. His last two years, he's been an assistant offensive line coach. Well, if anything, post-Munchak has taught us, if we've learned anything, is that it's not just a guarantee that the next guy up is going to be as good. Sean Surrett was the next guy up. He didn't really do much. He's not even with the team anymore. So Adrian Clem, inexperienced. Do I think he's going to fail? Maybe not, but it's inexperience. And that inexperience, both on the field with the offensive line, the secondary, positions like that, and then you go into the coaching staff is yet another reason why the Steelers might struggle in 2021. There's three more reasons why this team might not make the playoffs in 2021. We're going to get to those right after this break. Stay tuned. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman here, and I hope that you all are enjoying your day. Thank you for spending some time with me, my ride or die crew. You all are the best. Those are the people that never miss a show. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5 a.m. is when these podcasts are released. For wherever you listen, whenever you listen, I appreciate you. Don't ever think I don't. All right, so let's get to number three. We talked about the schedule being difficult. We talked about the inexperience that the Steelers have both on the field and in the coaching staff. Number three might be the most important even though I didn't rank them in the order of importance. But Ben Roethlisberger, I said it last week on Monday, he was a reason why they will make the playoffs, in my opinion. He could also be a reason why they don't make the playoffs. Roethlisberger has, and always will be, the straw that stirs the Steelers' drink. You might not like it, but it doesn't matter if you like it. That's just the way that it is. And so the fact that he is that much of a, 
He's that straw. I can't say it any any other better way. He's the straw that stirs their drink. You think back to the way that they ended 2020. You think back to the dud that he put out there against Cleveland in the playoffs, at home, wild card round. It's tough to get that out of your mind. It's tough to get that out of your mind. He, He had done such a great job protecting the football until the final four games, and that's when he really became turnover prone, and it was just, it was bad. It was bad, and it made everyone question, is this a little too much for Roethlisberger? Is is he, at age 39, over his head a little bit? Is he kind of washed up? Is he done? Does he have what it takes? Now, if you want to hear my antithesis to this argument, just go back to last Monday's episode and listen. And I talk about how things like the fact that Roethlisberger will have an entire offseason to actually rehab his body and not just his elbow, that's a that's a sign that the Steelers actually could see a better Roethlisberger in 2021. But there's a lot of reasons why some people think that the 2021 Roethlisberger is not going to be as good. There's going to be higher expectations on him, and therefore if he's not playing well, the Steelers aren't going to do a thing. That's just fact. Everyone knows this. If Roethlisberger's turning it over, if he's struggling, can't hit the deep ball, if that's the what if that's the new norm for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's going to be a long season, no doubt about it. Let's go to the next one. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. I am a Mike Tomlin supporter. I've never denied that. He is someone that is very polarizing to the fan base. Some love him, some hate him. You can't deny though that they haven't had a playoff win since 2016. They've had plenty of opportunities, and the late-season collapses have been noticeable isn't even giving it justice. The late-season collapses have been a glaring red mark on this organization. I always go back to, I think it was 2009-2010 season, where that was when he famously said, we're going to unleash hell. They did everything but unleash hell that season. Tomlin has since been more guarded with his words. He doesn't make those blatant declarations like he did then. But they have just fallen flat on their faces the last few years down the stretch. Could some of it have been injuries? Absolutely. But there are other teams that are banged up, and they're still finding ways to win. Mike Tomlin, I know he signed a three-year extension. He's not going anywhere, not anytime soon. But there is some serious, legitimate pressure on him to perform in 2021. Until he does it. Until it, until just getting to the playoffs. People forget this. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, just making the postseason, it's just not enough. It's not enough. You don't just make the postseason and say, all right, good job, guys. This is what we wanted. We made the playoffs. Yay, thumbs up. No, that is not how the Steelers operate. Making the playoffs, winning the division, no. Everyone makes fun of the Indianapolis Colts because they always put up all their division title banners all in a Lucas Oil Stadium. And they, they always joke about how they have all these banners, but the Super Bowl banners, there's only like one. And so the Steelers don't work that way. They only carry, carry about, care about one banner, and that is a Super Bowl championship. Mike Tomlin has to prove a lot this season to a lot of people, including people like myself who are Mike Tomlin supporters. I'm someone that's always kind of had his back. I'm the person that says, you know, yeah, he he might have some shortcomings. He might have some issues, but ultimately a lot of that, I would say majority of that's on the players, but not this year. Mike Tomlin might be a reason they don't make the playoffs unless he can get out of that funk that they have with in the playoffs and at the end of the season. All right, the fifth and final reason 
why the Steelers won't make the playoffs in 2021 is the running game. Last season, we all know the numbers. They were dead last, 32nd in the National Football League. 32nd, dead last in two main categories as it pertains to the running game, rushing yards per carry and rushing yards per game. Art Rooney II has come out and said, we need to improve that, blah, 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 yada, 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 whatever you want. Art Rooney can say what he wants. But they want to improve the running game. How do we know that? Well, they took Najee Harris out of Alabama, 24th overall, first-round draft pick. They're expecting big things. And Najee Harris, I still believe, is going to be a very special player in the National Football League for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But what if Najee Harris isn't enough? What if this kid from Alabama is not enough to just completely transform an offense and transform a running game by himself? Anyone that's followed football for any length of time will tell you a running back can only do so much. It need, he, They need to have an offensive line that's going to open some holes. So I talked about the inexperience on the offensive line, and if there's not a bigger question mark, it's this could be a boom or bust situation for not just Najee Harris, but the Steelers running games. Because it's not just Najee Harris. I think that Anthony McFarland could be a really great addition to the Steelers running game. I think that he is that spark plug. He's that change of pace back. He could come in and really do some damage if given the opportunity. Anthony McFarlane is a give him a glimmer of daylight and he's gone. He has that kind of speed. He has that breakaway speed that Najee Harris does not have. Najee Harris has everything else. He has the size, power, strength, vision, lateral quickness and versatility to even go out and be a wide receiver. Anthony McFarland doesn't have all that, but he does have something that Najee Harris doesn't have, and that's breakaway speed. But again, if you don't give him the glimmer of daylight, he's never going to be able to show off that speed. Never. And so you think about the offensive line. Let's just go and assume that the offensive line for week one is as followed. Left tackle, Chooksakorafor. Left guard, Kevin Dotson. Center, Kendrick Green. You could say B.J. Finney, too. I don't care. doesn't matter. Right guard, David DeCastro. Right tackle, Zach Banner. It is difficult for me, right now, sitting here, to suggest that I'm confident and comfortable with that group. I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. I'm not saying that it's going to be awful. I'm not saying they're going to be 32nd in the league, in rushing in 2021. Again, what I'm saying is that it's difficult for me to be comfortable with that unit. They are a group that honestly has to prove to themselves and prove to the fan base that they will be able to get the job done. This is a far cry from when the Steelers had one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in the National Football League, back when you had Villanueva, Ramon Foster, Pouncey, DeCastro, and Marcus Gilbert. When that was their offensive line, they were dominant. They were dominant. This is a new era. A new era of offense under Matt Canada. New era of offensive line play under Adrian Clem. And a new era of offensive line based on the fact that David DeCastro is the only guy back from that regime that I just named. With Marcus Gilbert at right tackle, Villanueva at left tackle. And so you have to understand, if if this offensive line, so you re, the Steelers re-sign Zach Banner. They think they can move Chooks Okorafor to the left side. 
Kevin Dotson looks like he's slated to be a guard. He should be fine, but center, Kendrick Green, is he ready? We don't know. If they didn't fix the offensive line, running back doesn't matter. They're going to struggle to run the ball again, and that's going to be a big, big issue. And we know if the Steelers can't run the football, if their uh, their offensive attack is not balanced, if it is very pro-passing, very pass-happy, pass-heavy, whatever you want to call it, that's going to be a problem. Now, the wild card in this equation for the running game is Matt Canada. He has been unbelievably creative, and I'm going to reference you to a series of articles that Jeffrey Benedict is running for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and they are all about how Matt Canada uses motion and shifts to not just tip the hand of the defense, but to maximize the running game. And Jeffrey has done a tremendous job. They've been great articles, great reads, where you are seeing all these motions, and he's literally focusing on one play at a time. Just tremendous stuff. But it's going to be on Matt Canada to do that, to get the quarterback comfortable with that, and then to be able to execute. And that's going to take some time. So hopefully with OTAs that are going on right now, the Steelers are going to be starting week two of OTAs this week, the phase three of OTAs. Hopefully they're able to kind of lay the foundation for that running game. So there you have it, the five reasons. So number one, schedule. Number two, inexperience from both coaches and players. Number three, Roethlisberger himself. Number four, Mike Tomlin. And number five, the running game. Five reasons why I think that the Steelers might struggle in 2021 and maybe they don't make the playoffs. And in fact, I had just looked this up. I'm going to run this article on Monday uh, that Pro Football Focus gave out their win totals for 2021. The Steelers are smack dab in the middle, eight and a half. Eight and a half is their win total projection. I'm not sure. I would take the over, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. Come on now. You have been listening to me for a while. You know that I'm an optimist. This was a tough show for me. And I'm going to take the over on eight and a half. I, th- I still think they're a double digit win team. It might just be 10. It might be a 10 and seven season, but I think they're a double digit win team. Okay. A couple things to go over before we wrap it up. I had some people and I don't know why this happened. I mean, I didn't just reach out to Brian Anthony Davis. I reached out to the SB nation podcast, executive producer for some reason. When I recorded my show for Friday last week, I recorded it was about 33 minutes in length. It was a good show. I uploaded it. Everything was good. And then when I listened to it back and I had some people hitting me up on Twitter saying, Jeff, your heart to heart cut out. Uh, And so I listened. Yeah, they were right. 31 minute mark. It just stopped. I was like, oh, well, that's lousy. That's really lousy. I was wanting to hear how this show ended. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, I had mentioned last week on Friday in my heart-to-heart segment about how Brian Anthony Davis had told me about his one-year anniversary of him being the podcast producer. And I talked about how I had left for two months, and the the, the general thesis of of that heart-to-heart was that I realized you don't know what you have until it's gone. I'm very appreciative of everyone at Behind the Steel Curtain, the listeners, the readers, the fans, I'm appreciative of my the, the team that I help run, whether it's you know the editorial side, the, the, just the writers, there's people. The podcasting team is phenomenal. Every single show, just great. I couldn't, I couldn't be in a better spot right now. I got to be honest with everybody, both from my personal life, the fact that this allows me to still be a father. When I was gone for two months, I I felt like I wasn't. I felt like I didn't have the time to even be with my kids. It was awful. Now, back here where I I know this team is good, I know this team is responsible, 
We know the expectations. Everyone has their expectations met. It's a great spot. I couldn't be happier to be back. And that's what I wanted to convey at the end of that. But I want to finish the show up with a little Memorial Day message uh, for anyone that has lost someone in the military serving. Uh, it could have been in the past. It, I want to say a shout out to anyone that is serving in the military. I know that Memorial Day is to remember those that have lost their lives. But as someone that, that my nephew is uh, just got through boot camp and is now a member of the United States Marine Corps, um, the fact that you focus on things a little bit different, uh, I want to just send out a thank you. If you're someone that listens uh, and you're overseas and you're a Steeler fan and you've listened to my Let's Ride and I don't know where you might be, uh, over in the Middle East, maybe you're stationed somewhere else, I want to say that on behalf of me, Jeff Hartman, co-editor, but also the entire Behind the Steel Curtain podcast family, a sincere thank you. A sincere thank you for doing what you do to help keep our freedom safe, to keep our country safe. Um, I can't thank you enough. I know that everyone on staff would echo that sentiment. So wherever you might be stationed, and all, uh, hey, hit me up on Twitter, by the way, if you're uh, in, in the service and you're overseas, I would love to just give you that thank you. I'd really love that. So please do so, but from the bottom of my heart, for anyone that is serving in the United States military, wherever, whatever branch, doesn't matter. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope everyone had a great weekend. I hope everyone had a great holiday weekend. I will be back on Tuesday night. Big announcement coming on Tuesday based on the fact that I, I need to say it now. I should have said it earlier. Those that are Android users that have wanted to talk with me about on, on the locker room app on Tuesdays, you can now get the beta version of the app in the Google Play Store. Yes, that means that you can join me on Tuesday night around 8 o'clock. I will put a tweet out when I'm going to go live. My goodness, join me. I'd love to talk to all of you. I know there's a lot of my ride or die crew that say, I want to join you guys and talk to you about the Steelers, but I can't because I'm an Android user. Now you don't have that excuse. I will talk to you on Tuesday, and I'll be back on Tuesday. That'll air on Wednesday on our podcast side. Remember, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. Let's finish this out strong as we always do. Remember, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day, everyone. Happy Memorial Day. I will see you on Wednesday. Take it easy. Go Steelers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.